0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Good morning, welcome to Missionary Monday. Today, we are looking at Peter Waldo, who died in about 1218. More than 300 years before Martin Luther was born, an unlikely reformer appeared in the city of Lyon in southeast France. His protests against the doctrines and practices of the Roman Catholic Church were strong tremors foretelling the coming of spiritual earthquake called the Reformation, and the movement he launched survived to join the Reformation. Join me today as we learn about the man known to history as Peter Waldo. Reformed and Evangelical, confessional and missional. Welcome to Creeds and Deeds. To the choir master, with stringed instruments, a psalm of Asaph, a song. In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. His abode has been established in Salem, his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war, Selah. Glorious are you, more majestic than the mountains full of prey. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil. They sank into sleep. All the men of war were unable to use their hands at your rebuke, O God of Jacob. Both rider and horse lay stunned. But you, you are to be feared. Who can stand before you when once your anger is roused? From the heavens you uttered judgment. The earth feared and was still. When God arose to establish judgment, to save all the humble of the earth, Selah, surely the wrath of men shall praise you. The remnant of wrath you put on like a belt. Make your vows to the Lord God and perform them. Let all around him bring gifts to him who is to be feared, who cuts off the spirits of princes, who is to be feared by the kings of the earth. Psalm 76, the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord from the Old Testament, Isaiah 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The word of the Lord. Westminster Shorter Catechism Question 21 Who is the Redeemer of God's elect? Answer: The only Redeemer of God's elect is the Lord Jesus Christ, who, being the eternal Son of God, became man, and so was, and continues to be, God and man in two distinct natures and one person forever. the word of the Lord from the New Testament, Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. So when the disciples had come together, they asked Jesus, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord stands forever. So, today for Missionary Monday, We are looking at, we're going to start looking at the uh, reformers because we're getting into that time frame where the reformers start to come around and the earliest uh, reformer that I could find was a man by the name of Peter Waldo, who was came, who uh, they don't know exactly the dates of his birth, but he was born sometime in the 1100s and they think that he died by about 1218. If you remember that Reformation didn't actually start until 1517, when Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the wall at or the church door at Wittenberg, but um, prior to that, there was a few reformers that did similar stuff. So this one today is from the Desiring God website, and um, is. Uh, yeah it's about peter waldo i think it doesn't really talk about it in here but i think the biggest thing of why you don't hear about him or some of these other reformers is is they came around before the printing press really became big and the printing press by martin luther uh the printing press was used by martin luther big time which caused him to be such a big name and what was considered the official beginning of the reformation so i'm reading this from the desiring god website and i'll link to it in the show nerd notes here we stand day one. Peter Waldo died by 1218. The first tremor by John Bloom. More than 300 years before Martin Luther was born, an unlikely reformer suddenly appeared in the city of Lyon in southeast France. His protests against doctrines and practices of the Roman Catholic Church were strong tremors for telling the come coming spiritual earthquake called the Reformation, and the movement that he launched survived to join the Great Reformation. He is known to history as Peter Waldo. Many details about Waldo are not knowing, known, including his name. We don't know if, it was, if Peter was his real name, since it doesn't appear in any document until 150 years after his death. His last name was most likely something like Valdez or Vaudes or Waldo, was um uh and uh waldo was the italian adoption uh adapta- adapting, adap- adaptation we also don't know the year peter was born or the precise year he died historians disagree over whether he died between 1205 and 1207 or between 1215 and 1218 but we do know a few earth-shaking things a rich ruler repents In 1170, Waldo was a very wealthy, well-known merchant in the city of Lyon. He had a wife, two daughters, and lots of property. But something happened. Some say he witnessed the sudden death of a friend. Others say he heard a spiritual song of a traveling minstrel, and Waldo became deeply troubled over the spiritual state of his soul and desperate to know how he could be saved. The first thing he resolved was to read the Bible but since it only existed in the Latin Vulgate and Latin and his Latin was poor he hired two scholars to translate it into the vernacular so he could study it next he sought spiritual counsel from a priest who pointed him to the rich young ruler in the Gospels and quoted Jesus, One thing you still lack, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Luke 18.22 Jesus' words pierced Waldo's heart. Like the rich young ruler, Waldo suddenly realized he had been serving mammon, or money, not God. But unlike the rich young ruler, who walked away from Jesus, Waldo repented and did exactly what Jesus said. He gave away all he had to the poor after making adequate provision for his wife and his daughters. From that point on, he determined to live in complete dependence on God for his provision. A movement is born. Waldo immediately began to preach from his Bible in the streets of Lyon, especially to the poor, Many were converted and by 1175 a sizable group of men and women had become Waldo's disciples. They too gave away their possessions and were preaching, women as well as men. The people started calling them the Poor of Lions. Later, as the group grew into a movement and spread throughout France and other parts of Europe, they became known as the Waldenesians. The more Waldo studied scripture, the more troubled he became over certain doctrines, practices, and governing structures of the Catholic Church, not to mention its wealth. And he boldly spoke out against these things. But since the church officially prohibited lay preaching, Waldo and his ragtag band drew opposition from church leaders, a sign to be opposed. The Archbishop of Lyons was particularly irked by this uneducated, self-appointed reform movement and moved to squash it. But in 1179, Waldo appealed directly to Pope Alexander III and received his approval. However, only five years later, the new Pope, Lucius III, sided with the Archbishop and excommunicated Waldo and his followers. In the earlier years, the Waldesian movement was a reform movement. Waldo never intended to leave the church, and he held to numerous traditional Catholic doctrines. But after the excommunication, the continuing and continuing beyond Waldo's death, the Waldenesian Protestant, Waldenesians' Protestant-like convictions increased and solidified it. Uh, they rejected all claims to authority besides Scripture. They rejected all mediators between God and man except the man Jesus Christ, though Mary was venerated for quite a while. They rejected the doctrine that only a priest could hear confession and argued that all believers were qualified. They rejected purgatory, and thus rejected indulgences and prayers for the dead. They believed the only scripture, sanctioned sacraments, were baptism and communion. They rejected the church's emphasis on fast and feast days and eating restrictions. They rejected the priestly and monastic caste system. They rejected the veneration of relics, pilgrimages, and the use of holy water. They rejected the Pope's claim to authority over earthly rulers. They eventually rejected the apostolic succession of the Pope. The pre-Reformation joins the Reformation. Despite excommunication and Waldo's death, the Waldonesian movement continued to grow for quite a while. It spread into northern Italy and regions of Spain, Austria, Germany, Hungary, and Poland. But the Roman Catholic persecution also continued and grew in severity, till by the 15th century, the Waldenesian uh, ranks had had shrunk into small, obscure communities in the Alpine valleys of France and Italy. But when the Protestant Reformation burst on the scene in the 16th century, most Waldenesians became Protestants. Peter Waldo was a proto-Protestant, though he didn't know it. He was a merchant turned prophet who simply believed the word of God with all his heart, which he demonstrated with all his life. And in taking God at his word, Waldo turned the world upside down. So if you want to learn more about Peter Waldo, you can read The Waldensian Descent, Persecution and Survival by Gabriel Audijo. Waldo and the Waldenesians before the Reformation by Emilio Combo, Peter Waldo and the Waldenesian Movement by Paul Thanesing. Um, And this was written by John Bloom, who serves as the author, board chair, and co-founder of Desiring God. He is author of three books, Not by Sight, Things Not Seen, Don't Follow Your Heart. He and his wife and five children make their home in the Twin Cities. (laughs) Now we pray, Father, we come to you in prayer based in worship, seeking your face, not seeking your hand and not looking for a handout, but we're seeking your face because your face is the the essence of who you are. Your hand is the blessing, but your face represents you, your person and your presence. You give us provision through your hand. But if we only seek your hand, we'll miss your face. So Lord, we seek your face so that you will, so that we can satisfy or so we can be glorified in, or so we can glorify you and be satisfied in who you are. And we trust that by doing that, Lord, you will open your hand to give us the deepest desires of our heart. God, We worship You by singing along the song of Moses, the servant of God, and we say with him, Great and marvelous are Your works, O Lord God, the Almighty. Righteous and true are Your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify Your name? For You alone are holy. For all the nations will come and worship before You. For Your righteous acts have been revealed to us. God, let no one deceive us. We know Lord that those who practice righteousness or those who practice righteousness are righteous, just as Jesus is righteous. And Lord, we know that when we make practice of sin, it's because of the devil and because the devil has sinned from the beginning. And God, we know that Jesus has destroyed the works of the devil and that no one who is born of God practices sin. So God, we ask that you will help us to not fall back into sin. And God, when we do fall into sin and we're not practicing righteousness, we're not living as your son. We're not living as one who loves you and one who loves the brother who loves our brothers. So God, we ask that you would con- that as we confess our sins to you, that you would forgive us of our sins by the power and the blood of Jesus Christ when by his death on the cross. And that you would remind us that we are not children of wrath, but that we are your children and that we are forgiven for our sins. And we don't have to live in sin anymore because we are free from our bondage to sin. The devil doesn't control us anymore. Remind us of that, God. And like it says in your word, that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us by, of all unrighteousness. For We know that the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and our God and our savior has paid the fine and the penalty for our sins. So God, we ask for that. We ask for that blessing that you would forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness right now. And Lord, thank you that you've given us the ability to prayer. And God, we come to you devoting ourselves to prayer with an attitude of thanksgiving, thanking you for all of your wondrous deeds, for creation, for family, for your blessings, Lord, even for our salvation and for your son, Jesus. God, and we thank you for every blessing of every day, for the weather and for the rain and its season and the snow and its season and the sun and its season. We thank you for... Uh, food on the table and we thank you for cars that we can drive to work and places to stay at night and warm beds to sleep in and we thank you for the Christian brothers and sisters all over the world that we can come together wherever we are with Christians and worship you and we thank you for your word God and now God like it says in Psalm 5 give ear to my words and consider my groaning Hear the sound of my cry for help, my God and my King, for to you, I pray. This morning, Lord, I pray to you. I order my prayer to you and I watch because I know that you will hear my voice. So God, as we come to you in prayer with our supplications, we ask that you will answer each of our prayers. God, for me, I ask that you will use me, use my body as an instrument of righteousness. God, and like uh, Lecrae says in that song, Lord, use me up. Lord, use me up that I want to go hard for you, Lord, because that's all there is. And I don't want to rest. I don't want to seek after retirement and material wealth, but I want to seek after you. And I want you to use every ounce of my strength and every ounce of my body and every minute of my day and every minute of the rest of my life for you. Use me up, Lord. God, and I pray again that my spouse, that Bree and I may pray together today daily. Because like you say in Ecclesiastes, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. And it says that if we lie down together, we can keep warm. And then it says that one can be overpowered, two can resist him. And then it says that a cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. And I know Lord, that that's so true that if Bree and I pray together daily, that it's bringing you God through Jesus into our marriage and that it becomes three strands it's not easily torn apart so God I pray that you will help me to pray with Bree every day God I pray for my family that those that are in my family that are not saved that don't know know you that they'll hear the gospel today maybe even through this podcast and be saved like it says in Romans, that whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call upon him who have not believed? And how will they believe in him who they have not heard? And how can they hear if there's not someone to tell them? So Lord, please send someone to each of my family and each of my friends that needs to hear the gospel and have them the gospel, preach them and help and grant to them that they can be Transformed, Lord, that You would work in their spirit to free them from their slavery to sin, and bring them to knowledge of You and repentance and faith in You, God. God and I pray for James that You would help him to not to continue as he works to put his flesh to death, and God help him to see that God's grace uh, is, or that your grace, when trials come, that those are things that strengthen each of our faith and God for our church, that we would be in a church that would love one another. Thank you, God, that you were able to give me these things to pray for, that I can pray for those that need to hear the gospel and I can pray for thy church and for my family and for even myself and for my neighbors and relatives. God, I ask that you would just be with me today and be with each person that listens to this podcast. Help us to love you and know who you are. And God, as I go tomorrow to find this house, help me and Bree to, find, to make the right decision with our house and with James Schooling and with uh, everything that's going on with this move, Lord. Help us to be guided by you and to know what your will for us is and now lord together with all the saints we pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that you enjoyed my Missionary Monday uh, podcast, and I hope you will come back tomorrow for my Topical Tuesday study. And remember, although I like to talk about theology And I love making these podcasts and I love that you listen to them. Remember that I'm not ordained and I'm not a pastor. So if you're a Christian and you're listening to my podcast, you need to be a member of a local congregation. You need to be submitting to your eldership and pastorship in that. And you need to be in church every Sunday. Now, unto him, that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.